0: Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining me this morning. I am excited to spend a little bit of time today talking more about reflecting and goal setting. Dr. Kuba challenged me last week, as you guys probably heard, to invite other guests onto the podcast to salt and pepper them with these wonderful questions. And so I wanted to preview what the next three weeks would bring, but also I want to spend a little bit of time talking about questions that I know we will not get to as I speak with the other guests on the show. So first and foremost, I've got three amazing people lined up. Two Dr. Joneses, different people, completely different worlds that they live in one has a great ortho practice in seattle another one has a general family practice in arkansas that is also my dad who has guest guest starred on the show before and then as dr kuba so challenged i have dr karina mar lined up as well and i'm going to talk to them about a variety of topics But I will end each section with a couple of annual retreat questions and see how they do with them. So, Dr. Kuba... You are going to get what you wished for. I'm calling these next three series Rendezvous and Record. How about that? Because I am going all over the place to get these three people onto the show. I'm so thankful that each of them have agreed to talk with me and to share with you all, our wonderful listeners, about not only their practice and things that I think they do really well, but also we're going to get into their mind and soul with these retreat questions. Now, there are some questions on these episodes that I will not ask our guests uh, simply because they are deeply personal. And so I wanted to talk through some of these and the reason that these questions are actually on the annual retreat document that I recommend everybody go through. First of all, each section in the annual retreat is Incredibly deep when it comes to thinking, but there's also a lot of action items. You heard me ask some personal satisfaction questions of Dr. Kuba in last week's episode, but what you didn't hear is the tangible homework items. So you heard me ask, name the most rewarding things you've done and the least rewarding or most draining. But there's multiple steps beyond that that I think are really important when we are truly reflecting on how the year has gone and what we want to be different not only about next year but the next five years from now and the subsequent questions to what was most rewarding what was least rewarding are things like name the um, spiritual and emotional things that have occurred in the last 12 months and then taking it a step further what were the circumstances that impacted you positively the ones that impacted you negatively? And is there anything that you could have done to prevent the negative spiritual, emotional impacts? Obviously, I'm not going to go that deep with some of our guests that are coming up, but I do think it's important when we're reflecting to take things that far. I don't want this reflection to turn into something that's just kind of surface deep. I think we do so much... At the beginning of the year with goal setting, just set your goals, set your goals. And to me, the end of the year and this deep, thoughtful reflection should enable us to make better goals for next year. So many times we just get on this path of go and do and what does everybody else say is right? Okay, I better go and do that. And to me, that's where I end up with a bunch of practice owners that are disappointed with where they are in life, in their practice. And I think we can prevent that with some really deep soul searching. So in the personal satisfaction section, I do think it's important to take it to the next level and think of yourself spiritually, emotionally, and the highs and the lows that you've had. The other section is family satisfaction. So you've got personal satisfaction, family satisfaction, And again, I won't dig into these on the podcast, but one of the categories that you didn't hear me talk about with Dr. Kuba is list the current strengths in your marital or romantic relationship, list the current weaknesses in your marital or romantic relationship, And then taking it a step further where it gets really um, tangible. What are the things contributing to those weaknesses? And what can be done to remedy the weaknesses? Honestly, those two questions alone could take you weeks to really fully unpack. And I think it's important to take the time to do so, even if it takes you weeks to get through your thoughts on that. Because at the end of the day, if you've got a vibrant practice, but you don't have a good marital or romantic relationship, or you've got one that's unraveling, then it's really all not worth it in the end. So I think it's important to spend some time here on really unpacking what the weaknesses are and what can be done to remedy those weaknesses. In the work satisfaction section, one of the things that we, I talked through several of these with Dr. Kuba, um, but one of the things that we didn't fully unpack with her is name each of your coworkers and the ways that you've served them and the ways that you've failed them. Obviously, when I mentioned this to Dr. Kuba, she self admitted that she got a little bit defensive on this. And so I do want to say that when you get to this section of work satisfaction, if you find yourself getting defensive dig into that. Why am I defensive? What are the beliefs behind that defensiveness? Um, And are there things that can ultimately correct that? So do I feel like I'm bleeding out for my team and I'm giving my heart and soul and I'm getting nothing in return and I'm kind of bitter about that? Okay, dig into that further. What needs to change in that? Or maybe it's just one particular person and you're like, I have served the heck out of this person. And They straight up left. So I'm not gonna take the time to think about my team and the ways I've served them or the ways I've failed them because I'm angry that that person left after all I've done for him or all I've done for her. Dig into that. That is not a positive and helpful mindset going forward. So you need to allow yourself to unpack some of those emotions. Then after that reflection, we move into goal setting. You're gonna hear me asking several of the upcoming guests about goal setting, and I think it's important to not just set goals, but to, as you might expect me to say, think deeply about those goals. So I have some real tangible takeaways under each of the goal sections. So first of all, they're broken down into personal, family, and work goals. But under each of those, There's a ranking process, what is the most important goal to you and why, and how would achieving that goal impact your personal satisfaction, your emotional well-being, your financial peace and security? How would it enable you to positively impact others? And when we really take a goal and we think about it on multiple levels, sometimes we just have goals that sound good. We don't really know why it's a goal of ours, but it just sounds good. I think those are the worst goals. We really need to make sure that the goals we have mean something at the end of the day and will have impact far beyond just checking off that goal. Our, our goals should lead to something good, and that could be personal satisfaction, that alone but it should also lead to, hopefully, some other things like emotional well-being and positive impact on others. Then, after you've really ranked those things and thought through the potential impact of those, that's when you start reducing down your goal list. So you may be the type of person that every day you have 92 goals that you're aiming for, and you're going to have a long, long list in this annual review type format. Then there's plenty of you that are like, I got one goal this year, and it's survive. And, and I think this will challenge you to go a little bit further into that and develop some specific goals. There's not a right or wrong number to how many goals you have for yourself, but I do want you, after you've really thought through the impact of goals and really being honest with yourself on the impact Then you narrow down and you pick the goals that are most important to you and you rank those as your top goals that you want to aim for. It doesn't mean that the other ones can't be on the list. It just means we're all human. Let's start with the most important ones and then we can trickle down to the ones that have less impact at the end of the day. Then, once you've picked your favorites, that's when you start really setting dates, goal dates that you want to have it accomplished by, and step-by-step how you plan to accomplish those goals. This is so important. A goal without a plan is not a goal at all. It will not, unless you're just a naturally lucky person, it will not happen without a good, thorough, detailed plan. So once you've really reduced that goal list down and you've picked the most important goals based on impact, please please do me a favor, take the time to really unpack how you're going to accomplish those goals. For some goals, it may just be one or two simple steps that are relatively easy to follow. For others, it may be step after step after step. I can think of the goal that I had a couple years ago of writing a book and putting that into a timeline and the tangible steps that I needed to take in order to get that done. It was a lot and it took a lot of research to put those step-by-step goals together or the uh, tasks for that goal. But it was important because then I had a game plan for how I was going to accomplish those. So that's an important section of goal setting. Keep in mind you will have personal goal setting time, family goal setting time, work goal setting time. So to me, those are our three different categories. And while they should all benefit each other, they are three separate categories. So don't shortchange yourself and only focus on the work category. Work should impact your personal. Personal should impact your family. They all work together. And so it doesn't mean that each of them have the same goals. You should very, very much have different goals for each of those categories, but they should all feed each other. And you'll go through that same process of setting goals, thinking about the impact, reducing your list down, and then coming up with a plan for achieving those. The final section, and again, I won't be able to fully unpack this with each of our guests coming up but it's thinking through each coworker or employee, whether you're a practice owner, associate. um, I want you to think through each of the coworkers or employees that you have, and really dig into the positive impact that they have on the office. After you do that, think about the negative impact that they have on the office. And then after you've done that reflection, think of specific goals that you have for that employee. And to take it a step further, think of what you could do to support that person in achieving those those goals that you created for them. How are you going to communicate those goals and what can you do to support this person? So this is an important step of achieving your work goals. So this is actually in the work goal section, which seems weird. It's like, why would I think about my employees or my coworkers when I'm thinking about my work goals? Because chances are they're either going to help you get to that goal or they're going to hold you back from that goal. So it's important to think through them, the strengths that they have, the weaknesses that they have. And then out of that, how are you going to challenge your employees or your coworkers on these goals that you have for them? I want to mention one more thing. Uh, Dr. Kuba actually had a fantastic idea. She asked, isn't this relevant for our employees to be thinking through these annual retreat questions themselves? And absolutely, they should, without a doubt. I think every person could benefit from saving some time towards the end of the year to slow down and reflect. So we actually reduced down these questions a little bit taking out some of the complexity and the depth and focusing more on those three core sections, personal, family, and work. And then we gave out those documents to her team earlier this uh, or later last week. And we're giving them a couple months to think through these. And then we actually sit down with them late January, early February. And we do just a a thorough individual meeting with them where we review compensation we review their goals their satisfaction um, it's just a really deep conversation that we have with each employee and we wanted them to have had time to think through these retreat retreat questions on a deeper level I think it is such a great idea for you even if you've never done a thorough analysis like this or or a really deep reflection time if you're new to this definitely get your team to jump on the same trend with you and put into practice a slowing down and a reflection that allows you to make really good goals for the next year So many times, just like practice owners or dentists get into this rat race of life, our employees do as well. So help them, support them, encourage them to really take time throughout this holiday season to think, reflect, and then out of that build really, really good goals. I hope this little preview helps. I know that obviously last week we heard some of the responses from Dr. Kuba. We will hear different responses in the weeks ahead. We will also be focusing on other topics with our rendezvous and record guest. But we will end each segment with at least one or two questions from this annual annual retreat agenda. And so this big picture is meant to help you as you listen to those future retreat questions, to really um, evaluate those and think through those as you listen to somebody else talking through them, I'm hoping that the context that I'm providing today will help give you the framework for how to, to go and conduct it for yourself. Thank you again for joining me. I really do hope that this time becomes a very special time for you each year and that you'll look forward to the reflection and the clarity that you have coming out of taking this time for yourself. Have a great week and I'll see you back next week with our special guest, Dr. Jones from Seattle. I'm excited for you to meet him. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.